there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. bigger so I can read it. <laughs> Make your font. Your font bigger. I'm gonna go for an 18. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's reasonable, I think. It's, it is what it is. 40 something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this thing the other day oh, on TikTok uh-huh. and this girl was just sitting there and then the the text said, I'm just someone that was born in 19. 19- I'm just a 25 year old that was born in 1980, and everybody keeps trying to convince me I'm 42. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. <laughs> like, same. Uh huh, same. Same. So, not that I would want to go back to being that age. I just wish my body felt that age. My, do- my body didn't feel good at that age, so I was pumping too much alcohol into it. To feel good at that age. I mean, I had already bore two children, so. (laughs) You were an early bloomer. Is that what it's called? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) Uh, That's great. (laughs) It's fine. It's all right. You know, back... Us Gen Xers, we had it a little different. We had different expectations of life put on us when we were younger. One of those being, get married young, have children even younger. Oh, no, that's just the Bible Belt. That's not your generation. That's just the Bible Belt. Oh, fuck. Okay. Because these people still trying to be out here getting married young. That's true. (laughs) Please, yeah, just don't. God bless them. Live your lives. Have fun. Who cares about all that? It's fine. Yeah. So. I mean, we like our kids and stuff. Oh, of course. (laughs) Please do not get that confused. (laughs) Do not. But my kids will have it way different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't have any of those expectations placed on them whatsoever. No. Anywho. Okay. Well, what do we want to talk about? So we're going to talk some true crime today. Okay. And um, I think I might have a two-parter here. I'm here for it. Let's do it. I don't think I've ever done – have I done a two-parter before? I don't, I don't think, think I so. have. But I just dug into this one and it just kept going and it just kept going. And I was like, all of these things, like I, it needs to be a part of this. Is it a lot of information? Do I need a notebook? You might. There's a lot of people involved, so you may need a notebook. But I'm going to try and keep it. I'm going to try and explain it as best as I can and the people involved. Um, Because I'm leaving out a good chunk of the people involved. Yeah, but there's still a few people 
that you'll tr- have to keep um, tabs on. Okay. I know. Oh, no. It'll be fine. Oh, no. It'll be fine. I don't know if I'm mentally ready. I think you I think you need to just make yourself <laughs> mentally ready for this one, okay? Okay. Um, I wasn't mentally ready to start just diving headfirst into this one, but I started reading and it played out like an old black – you know how your black and white movie did – a nor crime, yes. Oh, I, I love that stuff. I really Sh- do. Shan, it just like not one part of this story was something that was like, eh, we can leave that out. Like the whole thing, I was like, then what? No way. Then what? It was, it was like that. Good like you nice. can see an old timey detective with a white brimmed hat and a cigar. Yeah, standing over a body or something. And gangsters, Shan. It has gangsters. <gasps> In Oklahoma? In Oklahoma. I know. Shut up. I know. I know. That's why I was like, for whatever reason, I've always been um, just kind of uh, curious or whatever. I don't know. My dad used to have this collection of crime and punishment. Was it crime and punishment books? It was like these encyclopedia things when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And it had all of these like different crimes and whatnot. And one of them was just over, like, the mob and gangsters and, like, the Valentine's Day Massacre and, like, Al Capone and, like, all these things. I really do think I got my love for criminal justice and true crime from your dad. Oh, probably. From all of his wild stories. Oh, yeah. 100%. So. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Just the stories he had and then anybody else that he worked with. Yeah. They also had their weird whatever and, and then him working in a prison yeah yeah crazy shit goes down yeah for sure anyways but yeah so we had those and for whatever reason just gravitated more towards the gangster mob like i don't whatever i mean we're close to kansas city okay (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking new york it's fine i mean Kansas City is a huge mafia hub. Oh, thank you for telling me that. That terrifies me now. I love Kansas City, though. I I love Kansas City, too. Go Chiefs. But, like, I (laughs) mean. And that's who is in the Super Bowl? uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yup. (laughs) (laughs) Go sports balls. (laughs) This is obviously recorded before and will run after. So, hopefully, I just hope both teams have fun. (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my gosh okay so let's get started shall we yeah okay so this is the kidnapping of charles urschel okay spell spell the last name for me u r s c h e l urschel yeah that's how i pronounced yeah i probably should have I'm just trying to visualize how it looks because I'm like, you know, I'm a visual learner. Yes, I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. Same. All right. So we are going to go back now. We're going to go back to the night of July 22nd, 1933. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to get a visual. Okay. Everybody still wears a three-piece suit to Everyone. work every day. The fedora? Uh, fedoras are in style. Every day to work. People are... Ooh, are 
is is alcohol still outlawed? Yes. Okay. 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 We are so we're drinking in speakeasies, mm-hmm. and the ladies are wearing those um, dresses with the uh, what are those things called? Tassels. Oh, the tassels. Tassel dresses. The mob. The mob women. Right. They're still in dresses, modest dresses and heels. Right. They got their fancy hats on too. But if you'll think back to like Bonnie and Clyde days, like she was in a dress. They oh, were in yeah. like these modest dresses, not so much the. Well, they were, they were running a business. Oh yeah, I mean, they're out there doing work. They were running a business of crime. Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Nineteen thirty-three. July nineteen thirty-three. Right. It's nighttime. Okay. It's hot outside. Mm -hmm. It's Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. particularly Oklahoma City. We are in Oklahoma City. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oil tycoon Charles Urschel. While enjoying a game of bridge with his wife, Bernice, and Mr. and Mrs. Walter Jarrett on the Urschel screen porch are interrupted by two gunmen. Okay, wait. Uh-huh. What part of Oklahoma City is this? It doesn't say. God damn it. But I'm pretty sure the Urschel Mansion is online and you can Google it. I, oh, okay. I I want to say it's like Heritage Park area, Mesta Park. Okay, perfect. Because I want it to the, be the old mansions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want it no, to no, be. No. It, okay. It looked like one of those. Okay. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to do Oklahoma City. Perfect. <laughs> this is the part that made me giggle the most. One is a man by the name of George Machine Gun Kelly. <gasps> Not the tall skinny dude that's married to a what's her pickle, but another another weird white dude. Machine Gun Kelly in Oklahoma? Yep. Was he from here? You know what? No. He was just passing through for funsies? He was kind of in the areas, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. That's fine. I was just curious. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a player here. Mm-hmm. He was. Okay. Okay. So we have Machine Gun Kelly. We got Machine Gun Kelly. And who? And the other is Albert Bates. Okay. Okay. So just, he was just another criminal during that time. Just. Birds of a feather. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So a little bit on Charles Urschel. So he was born March 7th in 1890 in Washington Township, Ohio. Okay. Okay. If you go onto the Wikipedias, there is not anything about his childhood. So I'm sure he maybe came from an affluent family and got a good education. I don't know. I do know that his first marriage was to a woman by the name of Florid, F-L-O-R-E-D, Florid, Florid. Okay. Anyway, slick. Okay. Florid was the sister of Thomas Baker Slick Jr., who was a very well-known Oklahoman. Um, he was famous for discovering the Cushion Drumright oil field in 1912. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm like, this is how I'm envisioning Urschel. Yes. Because there's no history about him. He probably came from a poor family. All right. He probably married Rich, which was this florid slick, mm-hmm. because her brother was an oil tycoon, obviously. Right. He probably married Rich, and that's how he got into the oil business. I mean, could be. He could have been like um, a roughneck yeah. that got into then, you know, making money, maybe buying. Maybe he was a landman. I don't know. Yeah. You know, something like that. Back in the olden days. I mean, I feel like I could have gone into a deep dive and tried to find his past, but it's it's his adult life that was more interesting to me. Yeah, and no, that's really super played fair. into this story. So, that's super fair. if you guys want to look up Charles Urschel and you know how he became, you know, rich in this, or how he became to marry Florida and then be a part of the oil, you know, oil tycoons of America, basically. Um, <laughs> Please, feel free. We're going to stick with his adult life. He married Florid. Her brother was this very wealthy man that discovered the Cushing Drumite oil field. That oil field in 1917 produced 310,000 barrels per day. Per day. Okay, so this is the this is the pictures that you see where well, I don't know if you've seen you've seen them if you're in Oklahoma because they show them like in our Oklahoma history books and all kinds of stuff where you will see the pictures of essentially just oil derricks mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. and there's oil shooting out of the ground basically. Mm-hmm. And the that area is so saturated with oil derricks that they had to start spacing oil drilling out and that's where oil spacing started and like Mm -hmm. drilling spacing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that all started was because of that oil field yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because there was so much of it yeah so much and they had they had uh infrastructure right on top of each other Mm -hmm. so one guy would like drill a well and then another guy would drill right on top of him Mm mm-hmm and they would just and who who owns that? Who gets paid for that? Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, in that time, that one oil field would be two thirds of the refined crude oil in the Western Hemisphere, and twenty percent of the petroleum sold in the U.S. from fifteen nineteen fifteen to nineteen sixteen. So. I believe that. He was doing very, very well. Okay. Well, since he married into this family, and as we know back then, the men took care of everything, right? Yeah, because as a woman, you couldn't own anything. Ever. Well, (laughs) Charles became a trustee of Thomas's estate Mm -hmm. because he was the brother-in-law. Okay. Well, Thomas died in 1930 from a fatal stroke, like during a procedure, died of a stroke. Charles's wife, Florid, would die the following year. How? It doesn't say. So. How old were they? They were not that old, I don't think. Again, not a lot there. I mean. Okay. In 1930, let's see, he was born in 1890. 
So 40. So he was 40. I'm sure Florid was probably his age, if not younger. Yeah. So 30s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now she's dead. So she's dead. And as most wealthy families and, you know, tycoons did back then, Thomas, his widow Bernice, and Charles would marry. So so Charles married his sister-in-law. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He he married Slick's widow. Yes. And since he was a widower mm-hmm. from Florida, they just married each other. Yes. Well, you got to keep that money in one exactly. place. I and mean, that, dividing up that estate would have right. been an absolute nightmare. It really would have. And that's what they did. And it would create one of the wealthiest couples in Oklahoma City doing sure. that. I, yeah. Like all the I money. would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So living their best lives in the 1930s, they decided to invite their friends over for an evening at bridge. Like, that's what you did. It was hot as fuck. The 30s, not very many people had air conditioning. So you sat on your porch, right? This is my dream. I mean. Honestly. Yeah. Just sat on your porch and play. I I don't think I've ever played bridge. Have you? I've never played bridge, but, like, I feel like you could substitute with, like, spades or rummy or pitch or whatever. Yeah. Insert card game here. True. Yeah. I'm a more of a Uno. um, Mm -hmm. Uno fan. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay back to the story um while the night was winding down bridge game was winding down the two men approached the screen porch one being this this machine gun kelly dude with his signature machine gun and the other one was albert armed with just a pistol okay so let's talk a little bit about machine gun kelly not to be confused with the tall skinny blonde the dude tall skinny dating megan fox weird are they just dating or are they married oh i don't know i don't either i don't Anywho. keep tabs on that yeah same <laughs> i just know he's like tall and skinny and just really weird looking oh if that's your type hey i like him he actually talks about mental health a lot oh okay i well. actually sort of respect him as a person I mean, he had beef with eminem and i I'm, of course, going to choose Eminem over everyone. But, like, he talks about mental health a lot, and I respect oh. that. Okay, maybe I should pay more attention to that. <laughs> he just, just looks weird to me. It's whatever. I'm totally judging that book by its cover. <sighs> so, uh, machine George Machine Gun Kelly was, as we know, an American gangster. He was from Memphis, Tennessee. Mostly, he was a bootlegger. So, that's how he, like, came into the criminal side of things was bootlegging mm-hmm. did most of it in tennessee and bank robbing he had married a woman by the name of Catherine thorne okay okay by this time um Catherine also had this long history of criminal activity um mostly in bootlegging and is kind of uh credited for making machine gun kelly his moniker right like she he was more of like this laid back, like, I'm just going to run, like, rum runner, as they like to call him, just going to run, you know, whatever between states and maybe rob a couple of banks. But she was the one that was like, he's like this, you know, scary, 
<gasps> she was hyping him up. Yeah. She, she was, was totally hyping him she up. She was a total hype woman for this man. That's a good wife, though. I'm just saying. Like, know. she gave you a badass nickname, and she's hyping you up, making people afraid of you. So while, while you're running rum and stuff, they're like, don't mess with yeah, that Machine Gun Kelly character. I'm not going to fuck with you. It's for sure. But she was the one that bought him his machine gun. Yeah. And they say that love is dead. They really do. Romance is not gone. You know what? In the 30s, it really wasn't. I mean. Especially in the criminal underworld. (laughs) Wow. It was not. Love was alive and well. Wow. Is it underworld or underground? I think you can use both interchangeably. That's fine. Mm. I am... Shy, let me just tell you, I know we're not that far into it. I am loving this story oh. right now because I had no clue. Like, right? obsessed. I'm just, low-key obsessed right just now. Just wait until we – just wait. Because the more I got into it, the more I was like, what next? What next can go – yeah, anyways. Okay. Really just, okay. Sorry I interrupted. It's fine. Okay. So as I said, Machine Gun Kelly – George Machine Gun Kelly would soon become his nickname – and Catherine would start spinning these tall tales, right, to make him out to be like she was a perfect hype woman. Okay. Albert Bates, a lot like George Kelly, didn't have the criminal-loving hype wife, so he was just <laughs> he was just Albert Bates, okay? He, he just shows up with a pistol. He just shows up with a pistol. <laughs> like, he wants to be a part of this. He's like, I'll... I'm down for the ride. Yeah. I got this trusty yeah. pistol. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Catherine didn't care enough about him to give him any side, side, you know, side names, nickname. It is what it is. Okay. Okay. He was mostly, his criminal activity was mostly uh, burgling and bank robbing. So, not a lot of bootlegging, mostly. Yeah. So, we didn't really have. Anyways. Okay. Your, the look on your face. I'm like, I cannot wait to. Okay. I'm obsessed. Okay. So after I said, okay, five fucking times, stop it. <laughs> after coming onto the porch, George, should we call him George? Should we call him Machine Gun Kelly? What would you? You, you got to call him MGK. <gasps> you have to. Shan, it's brilliant. MGK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came onto the porch. MGK asks. Which one are you is Charles Urschel? Well, being the super smart people that all four of those individuals are, no one answers. None of them. They just sit there. Irked by the non-response, MGK responds with, well, we'll take you both then. So they take both men, mm -hmm, walk them down the steps, Tell the women, don't think about calling for help. And they escort him to the car, to the getaway car. Okay. 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 A couple of hours later, Jarrett would arrive back at Charles's home. Alone. Alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. MGK and Alberts had driven outside of the city. And released Jarrett after finding his wallet. So they took the guy's wallets, finding out that Jarrett wasn't Urschel, 
and taken 50 bucks out of his wallet and kicking him out of the car. And they take off with Urschel, with Charles. Okay. Okay. Bernice, Charles's wife, soon contacted the director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover. She just phoned directly to the the FBI office? That's, yep. That's what I'm reading in these stories. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, just straight up phoned him. Like, my husband's gone. She just completely bypassed, like... Yeah. The the Oklahoma Crime Bureau, the Oklahoma City Police Department. Mm-hmm. She bypassed like, no, all fuck those. y'all. She went straight to the FBI. Uh-huh. I, you know what? I respect it. Yeah. I okay. think back in those days, um, kidnapping was very prevalent, especially of because uh, of Lindbergh. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I, I, I ain't dealing with all that. We're going straight to the FBI. Okay. While... J. Edgar Hoover didn't come to Oklahoma City. He was supposedly uh, sent his, like, best special agents, which, let me just tell you, there was not a lot done by them up until a certain point, and we'll get get to that, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Urschel is just gone. Urschel's gone. In the wind. Yep. With Machine Gun Kelly and Mr. Bates. Yes. And the FBI is called... But J. Edgar Hoover is like, thank you for calling me, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to Oklahoma. Right. I'll send some guys. Yeah. He's like, I've already been there. I was up there for your um, killing of the indigenous people. I'm not stepping foot back in Oklahoma. <gasps> oh, yeah. 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 Remember all he that? He was probably like, I'm not. He's like, I'm done with you people. I don't want to do Oklahoma <laughs> anymore. Okay. All right. That's fair. Just kidding. That's totally made I up mean, bullshit. Yeah, but he that's probably, probably legitimately but, what happened. Yeah. Well, once the news got around, mm-hmm. a ton of letters and phone calls, mostly anonymous, would come in, but they all had to be followed up, and very few were, like, actually helpful. Like, there was all sorts of... They're here, and he's here, and he was taken by this person, yeah, blah, 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 okay? They did, however, someone did call and say, hey, we think it's this MGK and this Bates dude. They were. It was just a long, uh, part of the long list of people they had to follow up. Right. Okay? All right. Now, like I, like I told you, this was the evening of the 22nd. Right? Mm -hmm. When this happened. So, on the eve, on the 26th, so four days later, Mm -hmm. a man by the name of J.G. Catlett, another wealthy oilman out of Tulsa, would receive a package. Okay? I, like I told you, there's a lot of people at play here, and I'm going to try to do my best to not confuse everyone. In the package was a letter from Urschel, from Charles. One was a letter to his to the wife, Bernice, and the other was a note to Catlett explaining that he needed to go to Oklahoma City immediately and not communicate with his family. Also in the package was a letter to E.E. E. Kirkpatrick. Ooh. We've got all the major players here. All the major Oklahoma players. Wow. Okay. So, 
I'm going to read you what the ransom note said. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. okay. Do okay. it. Ready? Do it, do it. Ready? Okay. Immediately upon receipt of this letter, you will proceed to obtain the sum of $200,000 in genuine, unused federal reserve currency in the domina- denomination of $20 bills. It will be useless for you to attempt taking notes of serial numbers, making up dummy package, or anything else in the line of attempted double cross. Bear this in mind. Charles F. Urschel will remain in our custody until money has been inspected and exchanged, and furthermore, will be at the scene of contact for payoff. And if there should be any attempt at any double crossing, it will be he that suffers the consequence. Run this ad for one week in the Daily Oklahoma. Okay, now here's the ad. Okay. This is playing out like a movie. What the fuck? So it's it's already been four days that they have kidnapped this man. Uh-huh. And then they're like, run this ad for a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fuck? This is where I was like, this is a movie. This is a, this needs to be made into a movie. Yeah, this is crazy. I know. So here's the ad. For sale, 160 acres land, good five-room house, deep well, also cows, tools, tractor, corn, and hay, 3750 oh, sorry, $3,750, so $3,750 for quick sale. Terms... So it's sale dot dot terms dot dot box number and then there's a space. After that ad, it says you will hear from us as soon as convenient after insertion of ad. <laughs> yeah, I have so many questions. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're running this ad. We're running the obviously. Catlet is like. Yeah. Let me run this fucking ad. Yeah. Actually, it was Kirkpatrick oh, that had my to run bad. the ad. Yeah. Okay. okay. On the 28th, so two days later, the Daily Oklahoman received a package that again included another letter to Kirkpatrick. This letter said, you will pack $200,000 in unused, genuine Federal Reserve notes of $20 denomination in a suitable, light-colored leather bag, and have someone purchase transportation for you, including berth, aboard train number 22, the Sooner, which departs at 10.10 p.m. via the MK and T lines for Kansas City, Missouri. Holy shit. Okay. There's more. I need a timeline, a map, Uh a note card. Yes. Holy, there's too much going on. Yeah. Holy fuck. Okay, so we have to get on Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick has to pack $200,000 in 20s in a light-colored leather bag Uh and climb aboard train number 28 that leaves at 1010 for Kansas City, Missouri on this one train. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Continuing. You will ride on the observation platform 
where you may be observed by someone at some station along the line between Oklahoma City and Kansas City, Missouri. So I have to sit on the observation platform the entire time? Uh Uh-huh. If indications are all right, somewhere along the right-of-way, you will observe a fire on the right side of the track. Facing direction train is in is bound. Oh, he means when he's inbound to Kansas City, when he's headed north, it's on the right side of okay. the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. That's what that means. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that first fire will be your cue to be prepared to throw bag to track immediately after passing second fire. So when I pass, okay, I'm Kirkpatrick. I'm yes. fucking Ridge. When I pass the first fire mm-hmm. on the right side yes. of the train, yes, that is my cue to get ready to toss the bag of money mm-hmm. at the second fire. That is correct, Shannon. On the right side of the train. That is correct. What if I have to pee? I know. What if I... What? I, I I I just feel like I feel like for such a legend, mm-hmm. like Machine Gun Kelly is a fucking legend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For such a legend, this just is not very organized for an organized crime. Um just wait. Okay. I mean, I'm giving it I I'm giving like 2 out of 10 stars right now. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to keep going. Not to you, to Machine Gun Kelly's organized (laughs) crime. (laughs) Okay, let's go back. His wife was the hype woman for him, and he really wasn't this amazing criminal. Let down. Absolute let down. She probably saw what she was working with, was like, we got to make you look a lot better. If you're going to bring in any money for Mm. this family. Yeah. Okay. 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 Remember this. If any trickery is attempted, you will find the remains of Urschel, and instead of joy, there will be double grief. For, for someone very near and dear to the Urschel family is under constant surveillance and will likewise suffer for your error. It keeps going. <laughs> if there is the slightest hitch in these plans for any reason whatsoever, not your fault— you will proceed on into Kansas City, Missouri, and register at the Mulebach Hotel under the name of E.E. E. Kincaid of Little Rock, Arkansas, and await further instruction there. The main thing is do not divulge the contents of this letter to any law authorities, for we have no intention of further com- communication. Sorry. You are to make this trip... Saturday, July 29th, 1933. Okay. Yeah. This is a lot. I know. Like, I, I know. I'm just telling you right now, and maybe it wasn't as prevalent back then because they were still putting cocaine and Coca-Cola. Maybe everyone could focus back then, but like my ADHD brain already, when they sent the first letter, I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> There is no goddamn way. This 
very much to me is running like a spy film where they're like, pass it off to this fellow. And then in this city, this woman's going to come in and take your, they're going to trade out bags. So there's a lot of moving parts. The moving parts, they're trying to keep the authorities confused so that they, they do not get found out. So what they're doing, confusing you, is what they wanted to do. They were trying to confuse everyone so as to how was, not be caught. How was Kirkpatrick not confused? Because I would have been like, you're telling me, because from Tulsa to Kansas City is probably, what, a good five, six hours? Yeah, and on by a train, train? Where you're stopping every and once in a while? Probably more than that. Jesus. You're telling me I have to wait to go to the bathroom because I can't miss this alleged fire, fire. Mm-hmm. the first fire. Right. Because God forbid I miss the first fire, only see the second fire, and then I'm waiting for another fire that I can't, you know? Right. And then, then, if this dumpster fire hasn't resolved by the second fire, then I still have to go all the way to Kansas City and check into some hotel under an assumed identity with my bag of cash. Yep. And just, like, wait around at the hotel? Yep. Gross. Uh, Ma'am, I am a millionaire. It's 1933 and I am a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not it for me. Right. This is, I'm, my pay grade is above this. Right. Frankly. They had to get their friend back, though. I mean, is he that good of a friend? Apparently. That's the question. I guess this E.E. Kirkpatrick was like one of the men that helped in um, the bombing of Hiroshima. Oh. Yeah. He was kind of high up there on the um, military stuff. Something. You can also Google that because, you guys, literally every person involved had something going for them. And I just... I had to pick and choose what stories I wanted to give. <sighs> okay, okay, so go on. We're preparing to board a train between Tulsa and Kansas City. Right. Well, because the FBI was very concerned for Charles' safe return, they decided not to intervene in any of this and let Kirkpatrick and Catlett and do, do the things told to them. They would they would come in once Charles was returned safely. I feel like nowadays that wouldn't be an option because there's too many well, yeah, kidnappings I, that went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in the 30s, I'm pretty sure the FBI was fairly new, right? Well, yeah. And I, all of these people are extremely powerful people. Yeah. Extremely powerful people. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the FBI's hands off. Hands off. At this point. They're, they're just ob- observing what's going on. They're observing um, Hoover is hoovering. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hoover's just doing Hoover shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. This is serious. A man was kidnapped. I know. At machine gun. Very rich man. At machine gun point. (laughs) Okay. Uh huh. It was decided that um, 
Catlett and Kirkpatrick would go to Kansas City together. Okay, <gasps> this was their plan. You ready? Let me tell you their plan. <gasps> okay, that's actually really smart. Okay. okay. Both would carry a leather bag. Love it. One would have the $200,000. The other would have a bag full of magazines. Okay. Two avoid any potential hijacking sure way sure yeah right yeah because they said someone could be observing them while they're on the fucking observation deck Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Mm -hmm. catlett was traveling with the money in the back kirkpatrick with the magazines on the observatory platform (gasps) oh okay yeah so on the 29th they were off at this point, it doesn't ever say if a fire was ever seen because they ended up going straight into Kansas City. Do not pass go. Do not pass yep. the fire. We're just going to go straight to even Kansas with that. Yep. Went okay. straight to Kansas City, checked into the hotel room under these, um, yep. Assume names. Assume names. Yep. Thank you for the word. Mm-hmm. They would soon re- uh, sorry, receive a, a telegram after checking in, that said, owing to unavoidable incident, unable to keep appointment, will phone you about six. Signed, C.H. Moore. Okay. Like, it just keeps going. Okay, like, we already know you're Machine Gun Kelly. Just sign it MGK. Right? It's fine. It's 100% okay. Uh Uh-huh. On the 30th, Kirkpatrick received a phone call from Mr. Moore Mm -hmm. instructing him to travel to another hotel. (sighs) I'm telling you. (sighs) Yes. Mm -hmm. It was called the LaSalle Hotel. I hope these were at least nice hotels. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, if you said that the mafia was big in Kansas City, maybe it was in the 30s. and Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So maybe these were, like, really nice hotels. I hope so. Yeah. And then once arriving once arriving to the hotel, this LaSalle, LaSalle, whatever, hotel, then walk west a block or two. So that at this point, it gets very, like, we want you to walk to this hotel, but keep going another couple of blocks west. Okay? Wait, but what? I mean, just... Okay. 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 Keep going. As he was walking, passes the hotel, was walking the next couple of blocks, a man approached him and said, Mr. Kincaid, I will take your bag. After the bag was handed over, Kirkpatrick stated he needed some instruction, like... Where's "Where's, my friend? Where's my friend? And then he was like, I need a... I need to contact people and tell them he's okay. The man simply replied, go back to your hotel and, jo- uh, sorry, Charles will be returned as stated. To the hotel? Didn't say that. Just that he would be returned. Yep. Oh, yep. I feel like this is all fake. I have anxiety. I'm just feeling some sort of way. Feeling like there's maybe... um, I feel like there's a scam afoot. Yeah. Like this wasn't MGK at all. Yeah. I mean, 
Go ahead. Keep I, going. I can see, and once I get done telling the story, I can see how you would all, how you have come to that. I, okay, we're going to keep going. All right. Kirkpatrick went back to the hotel, grabbed Catlett, and they went home. Yes. They went they went back to Tulsa, Kirkpatrick to Tulsa, Catlett to OKC. Home. Done. Or however that went. One of them went to Tulsa, one to, went to OKC. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. What, so. What about your uh, friend? I know. On July 31st. Uh-huh. Charles would arrive home, exhausted and in shock, but physically unharmed. Mm-hmm. He just walked through the front door and was like, I'm home. Hey, guys. Hey, honey. Thanks for that 200 grand. Yeah. That really helped out. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, do we need to... That's not the end. Oh no. Oh shit. Girl, no. Uh-uh. I thought I was just going to be like, "Oh, uh-uh. that was I am halfway through." <laughs> okay. Let's make this a two-parter then. We're going to make it a two-parter. Because you're ending on a high note. But now I need the explanation as how to this as how this was not all a scam. Okay. I'm going I'm going to add this little thing at the end to keep everyone you know, wanting more. So okay. once he had, you know, somewhat recovered uh-huh. and got some strength back, he would be interviewed by the FBI and he would tell them a very detailed story. And a boo. And we're out. And come back next week for part two oh, of shit. the kidnapping of Charles Urschel. We're doing mobster shit in OKC. And it is insane. That was bananas for a first half. So I really need an explanation in the second half okay. because I have so many questions. Oh, yeah. No, I did too. That's why I just kept reading and it just kept playing like a movie. And I was like, how is this not? How has this never been made into a movie? And it's, yeah, it was so good. Okay. Okay. We'll be back next week with part two. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod. pod.